0: Well, after 420 days, I'm thrilled to be seeing recording semi-almost not quite live from the Union Grove Pavilion at Great School Park. This is BSing with Scooter McBee, the Bronco Select podcast for Broncos Select by Bronco Select. If you guys talk baseball, fast-pitch softball, youth sports, community, whatever other fun things we can find along the way. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian McBride. Great to be back with you. May 16th, 2021... For all you check writers, and we are absolutely ecstatic to be back after, yeah, a 420-day drought from the show. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, in a bit, uh, about the absence, but uh, most of all, we just want to get back to what we love doing. That's talking baseball and softball and community. So, joining me now in the box is my good friend and co-host, Scott Scooter-Ketterhagen, and our executive producer, Andy Ninneman. Welcome back, guys. How you been?
1: Four hundred and twenty days. I'm <laughs> shocked you can count that. I. I know. Yeah. Well, how long did it take you to figure that out? I did have to get a calculator out today. I will admit that
0: to process that information. That's the yeah. kind of research. That's how deep I'm willing to go. Is for that the why show. we pushed
2: this back? So you could get a nice even number.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was That's supposed cool. to be yesterday, but I didn't want to land on four hundred and nineteen. So yeah, but that was uh, four hundred twenty days ago. We were. Uh, Cooped up in our garages. Yep, and coming from our amazements. various locations, discussing the uh, the Vato virus, as we named it at the time, and here we all sit. We made Sorry, it through. Joey. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. I was actually looking back on that on that show to get ready for this, and it's amazing to think back then. Every everything that we referred to, it was called coronavirus then. Now you just hear COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen, and I cannot believe that the Vato virus did not. Didn't take. I mean, I, I thought that would carry through. We're lucky we didn't get sued. <laughs> you think someone's got copyright on the bottle virus?
2: <laughs> I'm more worried about Joey Bottle for slander.
0: So how you guys been? Good. You? Good, good. I miss doing this. I miss you guys. Uh, we seem to keep stumbling our, tying our own shoes at all and getting back to doing this. But uh, I think uh, now that we're back, I think we're in run for uh, doing this show and then waiting
1: another 400 days before we do the next one.
2: <laughs> I think we set precedence now. We can't come back any sooner.
1: Yeah, I wanted to you know see how many views we could get you know, past a year or whatever. I mean, past the 15 that we got from the first eight shows
0: that we did? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Andy, I think I have to pay up. I don't know what the bet was, but when we recorded that show, I think you made a statement that it wouldn't be up. By the time the virus was cured or, or done with, and technically that show from a podcasting standpoint has never been posted. the the fi- the Facebook live post was up all along, but the audio from the podcast did never go up, and uh, so I may have that one up up with this show uh, this week sometime. You can there just you, pay, you
2: can just pay it over to to Scott because. Uh, We bet beforehand about the giant sign behind your head was going to hit you before the show started,
0: and he took the under, and he was right. Hey, it's not a podcast if you don't have a sign out. That's true.
1: (laughs) A lot of fans in attendance today. I think the kid in the slide over there is really interested in what I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, he came running as soon as the song hit. Keep your elbow up. (laughs) So, yeah, we are uh,
0: on on about our, what, seventh location. still trying to find a home for the show. Yeah. Uh, I think we've only done the show from the same place once, and that was the, the big roast. No, it was actually the room at the dugout. Oh, we did, okay. uh, we did the, the Calista Rybar show, and then the Bat Demo Day show was from that spot. But every other show has been
1: from a different location. And you'd think he'd get better at setting stuff up. Nope. Hey, I, th- I thought it was pretty fast I mean, It's today. dark already. That's true. <laughs>
0: That's true. No, we are coming to you from the Union Grove Pavilion, and that's the other thing. I I think we're the first event that has occurred <laughs>
1: at this facility. A uh, band shell. A band shell, yeah. yeah.
2: You don't need
0: to pull a permit to be here, do you? <laughs> yeah, I was just happy the power came
2: on.
1: Are we loitering? <laughs>
0: Well, anyway, we're uh, really glad to be back with you, and uh, we do want to get back to regular shows. Still intend to do some video casting and some regular reporting as scores. Um, that's something that we're going to talk about more coming up. Um, we do guarantee you that there is going to be two shows in a row because we're going to be uh, podcasting live from the Ham Slam, which is our 2021 fundraiser, and uh, we're going to talk about that more. <laughs> yeah, we got fans coming by already we we got the uh, Hanslin, the 2021 fundraiser that's coming up uh, this weekend, Saturday, May 22nd. We'll talk more about that in a second. But uh, I just want to ask you guys how, how uh, things fared for you guys and the teams that you were associated with in, in 2020 and what, uh, what you guys had to do different as uh, you went through your seasons.
2: It was interesting coming out of uh, COVID. We didn't really know. What to expect and the protocols. I think we did a good job as an organization to kind of set some some guidelines. Um, didn't get a, a lot of guidance from our from our leagues per se, but um, we were actually lucky to get about almost 30 games in actually between the league play games and and tournaments. So we got a full pretty much a full season in for our, for our boys and, and definitely showed a lot of growth. So I was pretty happy about that.
0: Well, Scott, you weren't uh, quite coaching yet, um, and we'll actually – we have that on the agenda a little bit, that uh, you're uh, putting the clipboard back in the hand here, and uh, we're going to talk about that a bit later in the show. But uh, Bria was playing last year, and uh, what did you see different with their teams as they kind of navigated through the the spring and the season itself?
1: I think uh, baseball and softball never really slowed down much. I think they – found ways to play in counties and parks that let them play. And, you know, the facilities might not have been as nice as they were, but the only challenge I thought was when a lot of Illinois teams came up to play and take spots from Wisconsin teams, and it was hard to find tournaments. So we were limited to 30 games-ish instead of 40, 45. Yeah, because they were shut down
0: completely basically down there from playing at all, right? So, yeah, I just – I was really impressed with the youth sports community as a whole. Uh, Facilities did a good job doing the best they could with, you know, keeping fans away from behind the backstops, and people stretched out along the the foul lines and the outfield. Um, Facilities made changes to what they could do, and I I think it ended up being – I think really one of the first big steps of feeling normalcy again is getting back to these tournaments. Because as we sat here, uh that was so that was March twenty first, and then we canceled the pig roast. If you would ask me on those days, who knew if we were going to be able to play at all or have seasons? Right. And I know on our team, even our first practice back, they're sixteen. You now, so they they know each other well, and it's it's kind of the humdrum. You're into the. Yeah, I'm used to you, Coach, and I'm used to my teammates. I've never seen those girls so excited just to be back together the first day that we had practice, so that was really cool to see. And I think I think that kind of carried through for for fans when they got to tournaments, tournament directors themselves. Everybody was just
1: excited to, to just be playing and doing something normal. Well, so many people lost so much in the way of events and normal daily routines that... It was a big uh, part of people's lives to be able to go to a practice, you know, parents, grandparents, anything to get outside and see some. Yeah, you know, like you said, sense of normalcy. Yeah, big big step back uh, was was really good. I I
0: was really proud too of us as an organization. Um, you know, I, we used to try to stay out of the political side of things here on this show and try to keep it light. And any time you go through what this society did, there's going to be different sides of the table. And I think as an organization, we really came together, threw everybody through their opinions out on a table, and we kind of came to what we thought was best to kind of keep the organization plowing through the situation but do our best to keep everybody safe. So I think uh, as, a, as a whole, Broncoselect Select did a good job with that.
1: And you were a big part of that. You know, I'll give you props once. A lot of the letters to parents and a lot of the communication because if there's one thing I've learned through this as, you know, being a board member on different boards or at work, there needs to be transparency and total communication in an organization or the workplace or anything because if there's questions, they get blown out of proportion and that's when things go south. So. We, you know, did a lot of legwork, you know. I think the board as a
0: whole. Everybody everybody worked together to come up with that yeah. stuff. I mean, putting words to paper is one thing, but it, it was. You're, you're a
1: true wordsmith, though. <laughs> is that fancy for bs or Yeah.
0: Hence the show. No, it was uh, It was a collective effort of the board, and uh, I was just, just proud of the group. And, and a big thank you to the parents, too, because everything that we really kind of put out there as a board to try to keep the 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 kids and the families and the team safe, all the parents played, played along and and played the game all the way through. So I was just proud of the organization and that includes the families as well. So, well, that's, uh, did you guys know there's a camera here?
1: (laughs) We did. I just noticed that. Why do you think I set us up where we did? Why do you think the signs here? (laughs) So uh we might be live streaming on the village's website. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so we're going to move up to 17 people that have seen us now. <laughs> the,
1: the local cop.
0: Hello Mr. Strickland. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to come back in uh, just a minute and uh, we've kind of looked back but uh, we're going to look forward now to uh, 2021 and what we got ahead cuz that's the exciting part. So back with that in just a minute. I'm BS and a scooter. Beauty. Hey, everybody, McBee checking in to remind you that the 2021 Broncos Select Ham Slam is this Saturday, May 22nd from 48 p.m. Find your favorite Broncos Select player for tickets. For more information, check our Facebook page and broncoselect.com. All right, back with you on BSN with Scooter McBee. We kind of took a look back at 2020 and what was, but uh, we're more excited because we're back and uh, softball and baseball are back uh, to normal here. Just kind of looking forward to uh, 2021 season. And it's always weird because, uh, when we get to you, the, the season itself has kind of kicked off already. Uh, you guys on the, the boys side are off and rolling now. And, uh, but, uh, softball gets started a little bit later here, but it, the the cool thing is we always kind of look at the pig roast as the official kind of light off for the summer. Um, so want to talk a little bit about that. I'm sure most people by now, I hope, Know that we're not doing the pig roast again. That was a, another board decision just because we were kind of in still ingrained in COVID at that point. And also, I think we looked at what we did last year with the raffling of the pigs and the, the tickets that worked pretty well. So we changed it to the 2021 Ham Slam. Uh, that's coming up uh, Saturday, May 22nd here. And we'll talk about that in a little bit how you can get tickets and what's going to be going on with that. But Um, Right now, I just want to kind of talk about where we're headed uh, softball and baseball-wise for the 2021 season. So, first off, uh, Pete Morrisfield. Scott, we had a little bit of an issue out there in the COVID year. Can you just talk a little bit about what kind of went on out there and then where we're headed now with it?
1: Last fall, for some reason, we had a lot of grass die off. We didn't know if it was drainage or someone sprayed something on it, but... uh, while the outfield was in disarray, we decided to put some drainage in there to, you know, alleviate all our spring issues, which, for once, we haven't had. But uh, so that's kind of an issue right now. But other than that, I mean, we'll get some seed planted here and, you know, try to get all the teams just to play games on it, not practice on the outfield. Just to uh, keep the wear and tear down as much as we can throughout the year. Um, it's dry, so it's going to be. So was that?
2: Jamming on a bicycle. <laughs> wow. It's our second sponsor. <laughs> Bike Jam one. box.
0: <laughs> hey. I'm like, is that coming? <laughs> All your through bicycle that? audio needs Jambox. So so what we had out there was a little bit of puddling, and it kind of killed some of the grass. But even, I know you talked about seeding now. It, from what I've seen, even some of that grass looks like it's starting to maybe germinate a
1: little bit yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, it just needs some rain and lack of, well, to tell you the truth, cleats running on it isn't a bad thing. Sure. You know, it kind of aerates it. and Well, and once
0: again, Big shout out, Savior of the Day, Eric Reisman, coming in and yeah, uh he, putting tile in there and and I mean the, the infield is as good as it ever was. That's right. looking great. And and left field was even prior to the drainage issues that occurred, left field was a little bit of a yeah trouble it was spot.
1: Wet. It was wet. It was always wet. There's only two feet of that was all uh graded out when the school added on in two thousand two. So there's only two feet of – black dirt on top of solid clay on yeah. that whole field so there's no drainage right. and when we the school put the pony path in it kind of cut everything off so it just sits there so we had to find a way to wick it off
0: and basically Eric came in and ran tile from left field and then two I think two runs from center field and right then is yep. it yeah so that should be great. And and from what I've seen, though, Andy, maybe you can talk about this because you've had games out there. It looks like I haven't seen anything with a little bit of grass that isn't there and right that's, like, problematic from a playing standpoint.
2: I mean, definitely not. I, I think the kids have adapted pretty well. And, and like you said, the the grass has already actually started to grow, so I don't think it even – it's a lot harder to even tell. I mean, you can definitely see it out there if you're looking for it. But I think from a playing standpoint, I don't think it's affected kids in any any major way at this point.
0: No, it's still a great field, and that's one thing, too, with the board that I know we kind of, you know, P. Moore's Field is always a short-term, long-term project. We have things that we want to do to the field every year just to keep it playable and keep it good. But, you know, kind of the vision is to have a long-term master plan, right? What do we want to do? What do we want to add every year? I know going into 2020, the big plan was bleachers, and we because of COVID, we, we held off on that. Um, And that's kind of being revisited at the board level. Um, But the other thing we've got going on out there is we're going to have a new concession stand out there. And, Scott, you've kind of spearheaded with the high school on that. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, they're uh, building it as we speak on the south side of the high school. So um, the construction class actually, uh, Ryan Boylan, the teacher, contacted me and just thanked me over and over because it's not just a shed that they build. They're learning to do electric and uh, door installation, like roll-up doors and stuff. So it's more than just putting wood together with nails. So he was very appreciative to let us do that, you know, that we did that for him. That's about halfway done right now, hopefully. Did we get locked in on that lumber, or did we get affected by no. the old? No, it was a couple hundred bucks more for lumber. It's not
2: bad, though, considering it's almost yeah. three times as much as you At least he could
1: get it. For sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's a huge – I mean, and that just speaks to the whole thing that we've talked, and it's been 420 days, but with Bronco Select in the community that goes round and round and round, Bronco Select tries to do good in the community, and then the community helps out back, and that's a perfect example where the kids over at the high school, they're getting some benefit out of it, and then we get the benefit out of the shed itself. And then that's going to be huge for the teams – because that will allow them to do some concession and and drive some, some additional revenue to the teams. So that master plan standpoint, we can continue to look at our finances for how can we look at long-term improvements to Pete Morris field, Uh, whether it's bleachers or cutting into the tiers, into the Hill over there for chairs or lights. that's kind of the big one on the long-term plan. So, you know, it's just all that, all that long-term looking that's important, but in the short-term things like grass seed and and things like that, but it's still more compliments on that field than, than not for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, While we're doing shout outs on that field too, Scott, I know that you mentioned it to the board um, in the meeting about a month ago, but I think it goes without saying uh, that it should be said to the organization as a whole, just a big thank you to Blaine and Mary Peterson Numerous times that I've gone by, whether picking kids up for the school uh, from school or over at Pete Morris, and they're out there working on the field, whether it's cleaning dugouts or pulling weeds, they basically, I think, pulled and relayed and leveled all the bricks on the Pete Morris uh, Memorial.
1: Memorial, yeah. They spent two weeks solid there redoing that memorial. It looks great. And I, you know, as taking care of the school, I do hardly anything like as far as trimming or pulling weeds or killing weeds, they do everything. They sweep the dugouts daily. They, you know, if something's broke in the dugouts, they fix it. It's kind of a labor of love, you know, for them. And they know, you know, they knew Pete personally and um, knew what base youth baseball meant to him. And they've done a great job. For sure. And, and like
0: you said, for them, it's just it's an important place and they want to continue to be a part of it. And part of that goes, I was talking to Mary the other day. Um, she reminded me, and we're going to open this back up to people around the organization, is that there is still um, opportunities to purchase a paver and have an engraved paver out there. Um, as kind of a tribute to what you want to contribute to uh, Pete Morris Field. So there's going to be news to come on that in the coming weeks, uh, an announcement through the board, and uh, we'll try to highlight that right here on Scooter McBee, um, just because it's number one, it's a great tribute to Pete, um, but it's also another way to continue to generate revenue so that we can continue to keep that field one of the best places to play in Racine County. So. So yeah, that's uh, that that's Pete Morris field. Uh, not a ton going on over at the dugout right now. This is kind of the time of year where it gets idle over there. But we did do a number of improvements over there early in the fall, I believe. Uh, new netting came in and was installed. Um, and I actually I think uh, Blaine and Mary were over there one day to trim and carpet and then things like that. So um, the dugout's been a little quieter as we get into warmer weather here, but uh, it's looking good. Um, I know we got more more use out of the back room. Andy, did your guys' team use that much in the winter? Did
2: a little bit. As a, it was an initial warm-up area for the kids and stuff like that. But because of the way we had COVID protocols, I think that was kind of the transition room that they like we did stuff there early on. And then as the teams rotated out. But even going back to Blaine and Blaine and Mary, I think you see a trend here. I don't think there's a a part of this organization that they don't have their either handprints on or spirit on, on on the work ethic and stuff that they do i i only i know them too because uh, their uh, grandson plays on like my son's team so they definitely go out there before games they're push mowing like the the lawn uh if it needs to be done they're spring roundup along the fence line they're keeping it lined in the the new tribute for pete, the pete morris memorial into the bricks but they did also the new planting around that and yeah. wood chips it was just it's amazing so I, I i echo that shout out they do a lot for the
0: organization yeah, it's great. I mean, and this is, again, this is what Bronco Select, this is how this thing goes round and round. It's volunteer time, which is something I want to talk about right now. Um, volunteer time, the, just a reminder that it's important as parents to kind of contribute. And volunteer time isn't just to check that box to say, okay, I got my volunteer time done and I'm kind of done for the year. It, it really is what helps us as an organization make this thing go and make it great. Um, and then there's a there's a positive side to it. It's gives you an opportunity to get out there, get to know other people in the organization. Sometimes I think that we really compartmentalize as teams and as coaches, you're kind of with your team, with your parents, your kids all the time and you don't necessarily get to know other people in the organizations whether it's on the softball side or the baseball side. And volunteer time is a great way to do that. You kind of uh, start to understand what else is going on in the organization and um, get to meet some of those other people. So I think uh, you guys just had uh, yard cleanup uh, not too long ago here, Nate.
2: Yeah, we we joined. Um, I think the, the village had a had park cleanup um, opportunity, and I know there was some families that came out and helped with that. Um, so that was good to see. It was definitely fun. Actually, parks look actually pretty good to, to start out with, so there wasn't a lot to clean up, actually. But I, I think that's an example where we can jump in and help. But even flipping that around, I think there's opportunities that if you if you guys know as parents, even opportunities within your work or around the community that we could even jump into, I think we want to even hear some of those ideas coming back in the, into the organization. I know earlier in the holidays, like the Veterans Home reached out to us um, to come do some, whether it be sing-along or play games or something with like that. Um, so I encourage that too, as, as you guys see opportunities or as listeners out there, if there's opportunities where our organization can give back, I think we'd love to hear some of those suggestions.
0: Well, and Scott, over the years you've seen this, and with one graduating high school now, you know how important it is that those contributions to activities like that are super important for those kids to kind of build their character and and just in their DNA is who,
1: who they are. Yeah, I mean, they need to do it for two reasons, is to become better human beings and to know, you know, that there's people in need and don't have it as fortunate as them. And second, they, you know, even the young kids need to build that resume uh, to fill scholarship applications and stuff like that out. So it's it's very important, you know, to give back to the community that gives to us and uh, teach these kids that volunteerism is important. Yeah, it's important. And, it, I mean, it's, a I would say, a key cog in it's, you know,
0: Get your bat, get your glove, but get your volunteer time locked in for the year. Um, Along those lines, two great opportunities coming up. Um, uh, The Ham Slam, I keep promising, we're going to talk about shortly here. And, again, uh, we're going to try to wrap this show up in an hour today um, because they they tend to get long. But, uh, um, yeah, another great opportunity is uh, the Ham Slam, and then on June 6th, um, I'm currently working with the Lions Club. The Bronco Select partners with the Lions Club every year to help them out at their pancake breakfast and their barbecue dinner. Um, we had a couple of the kids, actually a number of the kids in the organization, helped out with the barbecue dinner last summer when they do the drive through for COVID. So that's going to be coming up. Um, and we do still need volunteers for the Ham Slam on Saturday night. So to get your volunteer time in, make sure you contact Justin Lafrani at BroncoSelect at gmail.com. Um, to kind of sign up. He's got a sign-up buddy um, set up for uh, that type of stuff, and he can kind of point you in the right direction. Just a real quick reminder, uh, you can reach us here at Scooter and McBee by emailing us at ScooterandMcBee at gmail.com. Do us a favor and like our Facebook page, and you can listen to the show there. You can also find us on Podbean, the Bronco Select Facebook page, Bronco Select website, Or anywhere that you get your podcast. Now I'm gonna look over at our uh, executive producer and technical advisor, and let's see with our current setup, what uh, what um, uh, podcasting platforms are we currently on? None. We haven't done a show in
1: 420
0: days. Yeah, Yeah. we're probably
2: we're probably uh, archived at this point. I'm (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. We've been paying for the platform the whole time, so. And
2: I think I think definitely the major ones. I think we, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, and like Google Play. So
0: we'll get that information to you as the as the show comes on. Once again, the uh, pod today's show is sponsored by Bob's Mobile, Ruma Sports, and Performance PC. are our key sponsors for today. So we're gonna get uh, back to you in a minute, uh, talking to you about this year's 2021 Ham Slam. Back with you in a minute on BSN with Scooter McBee. Today's episode of BSN with Scooter McBee is brought to you by Rumus Sports, your one-stop shop for uniforms, trophies, embroidery, equipment, and more, proudly serving the area since 1982. Performance BC, a company you can count on. And Bob's Mobile, locally and family owned and operated for over 35 years. All right, back with you on BSN with Scooter McBee. And, uh, yeah, we got the Ham Slam, the 2021 fundraiser coming for Bronco Select on Saturday, May 22nd. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Actually, Jess Myers, the uh, chairperson for that event, is going to join us on the show. Uh, Before we get to that, though, I do want to return to somewhere we haven't been in, I think, more than 420 days. That's the Bob's Mobile Coach's Corner and uh It got cold out here at the pavilion. It, yeah, it yeah. Did. what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I uh the the four o'clock start time probably would have been good. The the five thirty yeah, start yeah, that time that great. we didn't uh Can but, we reach out to the village and see if we can get a fire pit put in here? That might be troublesome for the bands that are trying to play. Or it could be really good. Or ten sides or something. Yeah, it's it's a little chilly out here for me. But uh we'll get this wrapped up in a little bit. But We'll be all over the Coach's Corner at the Ham Slam because, as we did uh, two years ago, uh, we're going to interview all coaches uh, at some point in the night and kind of let them uh, just preview their seasons for us. But for the first visit to the 2021 Coach's Corner, some of you may not know that a man that put down his coaching clipboard back in 2017? 19? 19? Is returning to the baselines again, Mr. Scooter, Scott Ketterhagen. You're uh, coming back to uh, coaching. How are you feeling
1: about that, bud? Just like riding a bike, buddy. Just like riding a bike. So how's it going so far? It's good. Um, I haven't been an assistant coach since 1993, four. You know, so it uh, it, I like it. It's. It's um, I don't have to do all the paperwork. I don't have to, you know, do the practice routines. So it's refreshing for me to come and just do my thing so, at right. practice or so the games.
2: Before this was your last coaching the high school, or did you coach in between?
1: No, I coached uh, at the high school for eleven years, and then I coached uh, Brady's team from six years old to fourteen
0: but nice. go, going back to the i mean cuz you are taking on a different role as an assistant here so going back to the high school i mean of those 11 years you were the head coach there and seven. you and you left that role as the head coach yeah so you go back 7 years there and then you had Brady's team as the head coach the whole time right so th- it's a chunk of time since you were were back to it here and
1: yeah um what what are the differences i mean is well, it first of all i was coaching boys started with girls went to boys and now i'm back with young girls and you got to keep it fun for them and uh lindsey the head coach santarelli is very good at that yeah so just she work really so we're clear you got the u10 uh,
0: fast pitch girls Lindsay santarelli stepped up and took the job as the head coach and uh It'll be her first year coaching, though she's got some experience with it in the past.
1: Yep, she coached St. Joe's, uh, varsity, many moons ago.
0: Yep, yep. So, but even that's a little bit different because you're at a higher level of kids, varsity, and you're not dealing with some of the young personalities, things like that. So, yep. um, so
1: how's it going? So you're ha- you're having fun with it so it's going far? Going great. It's uh, the girls. It's you know, there's our times where it's like herding cats. Sure, you know, keeping them in, interested and involved, but to see them grow and learn exponentially, you know, when you get older, it's tweaking more, and this this age, it's, you can see growth in, in the matter of a weekend. We went up to Oconomowoc two weeks ago, and from the first pitch to the last pitch, it was amazing what these kids can learn. They're just like sponges. Yeah. You know? Well, and you've always been a fundamentals guy. You like coaching the basics from the from yep. the
0: ground up, and you know, at some point when these kids get fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, you can get the fundamentals to them. But there's it's through a different. Sometimes you have to also uh, almost trick them into doing it. But right, right. when they're at that age, at that U ten level, you're really feeding them the basics, and they're they're wide eyed taking it in. Yeah, you know,
1: they still care what you
0: say. Yeah, you you still matter. <laughs> And Andy, what do you got? You're at. Are you eleven? Eleven. So they're, you're, on the
2: cusp. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I think you're still. It's a lot of repetition. I think you can agree with that. It's. It's. It's giving it. Giving the fundamentals and then re- repeating it over and over again. Uh, quizzing them, asking them what they're supposed to be doing. But my big question for you, I think, jumping back into the coaching seat is, it's a different dynamic when you're coaching your own kids. So how's your daughter enjoying having, dad
1: coach? it uh we had a lot of talks because I didn't want to coach. I didn't coach uh my middle daughter for that reason cuz it is tough. You know, Brady did not make it easy on me. So it was and I we had her and I had a lot of talks about, you know, with a 10-year-old girl, you know, we're not going to do this. We're not we're going to set the example at practice and luckily she's a hard-working kid and she is very coachable, so, but there's still the parent moments, you know,
0: and. Well, and it sounds like overall Lindsey's got a good, good crop of kids over there, and uh, it sounds like you guys are going to have a fun time. What are you slated for, about five or six tournament weekends? Five tournaments, yeah. So, you're not a busy guy, senior in high school. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) No, not at all, not at all. Yeah. Well, we're actually going to let Scott leave early. We're going to let Andy finish up the show tonight, Uh, but, There was some question as to whether or not you would make it for the ham slam episode, but it sounds like you're gonna be in the chair ready to go. So who knows? I'll
1: be there. Yeah. I mean I came back from northern Minnesota to do the Pegros a few years ago. That's right, you did. That was
0: ten out. That was the first that was the inaugural show. So so well. We'll be glad to have you back. Uh, I know that you got a busy day going, so I'm glad uh, you got here for the first show of 2021. But we're going to get you out of here now. And we're going to come back in just a minute to kind of wrap up the show. But we want to talk about the 2021 Ham Slam. And just walking into the pavilion now is Jess Myers, the chair of the she's Ham got a, Slam. She's got a winter coat on. Yeah, she's like dressed. I more than this on if yeah. me. So we're going to be back in just a minute to talk to the Jess back in a minute BSM Scooter McBee. See you, Scooter. Welcome back to BSN with Scooter McBee. uh, Andy, this is great. We've just finally get back to doing this. That's big shoes to
2: fill. I mean, I got to think of some quick-witted comments to poke fun at you.
0: Is it that hard? Because you do it all the time. Production (laughs) meetings, I can't get a word in. It just never stops with you. That's why we love you. Anyway, Scott's vacated the chair now, and joining us at the Union Grove Pavilion is Jess Myers, who has stepped up. Uh, again so to speak and volunteered to uh, chair the 2021 fundraiser which this year we have named affectionately the 2021 ham slam Um, last year you guys may remember that uh, because of covid we decided not to do the pig roast and uh, we basically auctioned off the pigs and kind of worked the uh, raffle situation and that that was kind of how things went for the year and it worked good for that year, but as we move back into more normalcy here, we want to get back to our normal fundraiser, so we're doing the Ham Slam. So, Jess, welcome. Hi. It's good to have you on the show again. You visited with us at the Bowling Fundraiser last year.
3: Yes, yes. Flew down from uh, Pewaukee after seven hours of baseball just to sit here with you, too. Of course, that's a pleasure.
0: You did not <laughs> just come here for this, I
3: hope.
2: <laughs> I Well, first, got to commend you on a, on a top-notch name,
0: Ham Slam. Yeah. It's fantastic. Was that I, a group effort or I, was
2: I it
3: I believe that was a true group effort.
0: <laughs> so you don't want to I do
3: not take the credit. For you that. do not uh,
0: Creative I think name. I think the word you're looking for is responsibility. You don't want to take the responsibility <laughs> for the name. But uh yeah, it's uh it's really coming together. It, can you just explain um I'm sure there's questions out there obviously as we've morphed through COVID from just doing the the raffling of the pigs in back into our normal fundraiser. How we ended up with the ham slam, sort of with um, the versus the pig roast, kind of what what went down with Racine County and the fairgrounds and,
3: yeah, it was really tricky, um, as everything was changing all the time and constantly to really put a concrete plan in place. Uh, that's that's where we really struggled, as things were changing day by day by day. So we decided that the food service portion um, maybe was not our best option to feed a thousand people as we typically do. So, um, Racine County fairgrounds, they were willing, you know, to, to have us, but again, we, we really, they wanted to know how our precautions were going to take place and different Um, scenarios and how they could play out so the unknown was really uh, the driving factor but then also after meeting with a few of the places 1175 really stepped up for us I mean unbelievable support Um, Ricky and the team there um, they're offering us the hall and they've got they've got our back full full support with adding the band and Um, staffing and everything we need for making this a huge success. So it was a difficult decision um, for this year, but hopefully it's a little better than just pulling the raffle tickets like we did last year and builds on that just a touch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, I I think just so everybody understands it, it, you know, the board looks at the pig roast or whatever it is every year we have this major sort of fundraiser and the board sort of as a whole takes a look at that and says, okay, what do we want the picture to look like for this year? Is it something that we need to update? Is it fresh? Is it keeping people coming in? Because as I've said a million times, the fundraiser isn't just about raising funds. Obviously, that's a huge part of it, but it's also about getting the organization together collectively because really it's only two times a year that we can do that. We do it at the kickoff meeting, and then we do it at at the fundraiser. Now, there's other small events during the year, but you don't always get the whole collective of the organization, and this is the opportunity to sort of bring everybody together. And that's why at 1175 with the ham slam, it really is going to be a culmination of that, of getting everybody in one sort of location. And a lot of it, and I think you you and your team have done an amazing job with this, is going to look and feel just like the pig rolls, short of having a, plate full of pig right there and that part of it you know with the the raffles is all still going to be part of it it just looks a little bit different this year that's all
3: absolutely and I've gotten a lot of feedback on the fact that the processed pig is going to be part of our raffles and people are really excited about that fill in your freezer I mean that's a really good prize so I think that was pretty well received
0: cool cool so let's let's get into the fun stuff let's get into some of the details the times um obviously everybody knows now they uh, they should have all their players selling their tickets by now, but um, just tell us a little bit of uh, the details on times and prices, things like that.
3: Absolutely. So we're starting it off um, at 4 o'clock at 1175 in the hall area, and we're having that open to all the raffle baskets are set up, ready to go, so you can buy your tickets for the specific basket you choose and put your your ticket in there. We're going to have bingo. Um, um, we're going to have... Some appetizers through there, you know, some something light. Um, if people want to go in and have a meal at 11:75 or hang out and enjoy, uh, all of the silent auction link um, will be available to um, to be able to um, view online. So that'll be available and ready for bidding. Um, that actually begins this Thursday night at 7 p.m. So that's May 20th. We will send out that link to everybody, and then it will be as simple as uh, taking a picture of the QR code to take you right to the link, and you can see what's available to bid on for this silent auction, because that then closes Saturday night at 8 p.m. So,
0: Which, just to jump in, that's one thing that's really cool, is we've sort of modernized the the, the pig roast here, so to speak, if we still call it that, um, Sometimes people get confused. I ham think. slam. They, well, it is the Come ham on. slam. I know. I get it. It's like <laughs> the Miller Park AmFam field thing. I'm still going to call it the pig <laughs> roast for probably three years. But but just the modernization. So some people sometimes um, people can get confused about what they can win or potentially purchase. There's really three segments. So there's the segment with your ticket purchase, your $10 ticket purchase, that gets you um, the raffle item. So why don't you talk about what those prizes are, Jess, if you can tell us. So that's segment one of three. What are the prizes for that?
3: So with your raffle ticket, the prizes potentially could be $1,000 cash, $500 cash, 250 or or $100. But additionally, this year, as we've stated, we since we aren't um, smoking the hog to serve, we will have six winners for a half a hog, and four winners for a quarter of a hog, which um will we'll stock a freezer pretty well. So I think people are pretty excited about that.
0: And that's all processed, by, I think, by, is it Hanson's Meat Hansen Market? Hanson
3: Meat, yep, Harry Hanson Meat Service, um, right right, local. And they have been a huge supporter of, of us as well. So make sure you support them as well.
0: So, and the way they do that is I, you can pretty much ask for as much of, like, What you want kind of, right? I mean, I think they do have breakdowns of what they give, but if you say, I I want some more bacon, I think they can do that or however you want to get it.
3: Absolutely. They'll be in touch with you um, when that time comes and we'll ask how you request everything to be um, butchered and processed.
0: Okay, so that's for the ticket. Then the second phase, as you mentioned, that opens this Thursday night is the silent auction. So that's some of the higher-end items that, that are donated by people and companies so people can go online um, via the QR code that will be on the website, and they can see those. Do You don't happen to have off the top of your head any of those items that you know of yet, or do we want to keep it a secret until Thursday night?
3: We are keeping this under wraps okay. for a little bit. Um but it will definitely be uh, worth a view. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, and we always get some really, really nice items there, so people can check that out before, and then that goes till eight
3: p.m. Yep.
0: So that's open till eight. And then the third segment is that's the basket segment. And I just want to um, give a shout out to to Brooke Wolf and her team and really all of the parent volunteers for each team because I think you ask for each team to put a volunteer to take care of those baskets.
3: Yes, Brooke and Andrea Lafrenia, they do such an amazing job year after year, but especially this year um, with difficulties coming off of COVID, it was, you know, getting um, businesses to to be able to donate or finding the businesses that are in a position to do so. Um, they just still have done an excellent job. So I am so beyond impressed. They, of course, have blown it out of the water once again.
0: Yeah, we just got to throw out a huge thanks to to all those companies that uh donate uh year in and year out it's we find that everything that we do like this it's, it seems to often be a lot of the same people so we're we're really appreciative of that so um and then yeah, the basket stuff is always is is really cool. So, and then uh, we've got some. Go ahead.
3: Basket drawing will be at seven p.m. Okay. That night, and so that will wrap up that portion. And then, um, anybody who isn't there, if you don't happen to be there still for your raffle basket, will be taken to the dugout, and and that can be picked up Sunday.
0: And that really goes for anything that you can win, right? Yep. So even whether it's an auction, a basket item, one of the raffle items, anything that you well the money. And the Hanson's uh, Meat Market stuff, obviously, would be separate. But everything will be taken to the dugout um, and be available on Sunday, and we'll be able to contact a board member to get you in touch with that. So um, then you got some entertainment starting around 8 o'clock.
3: We are pretty excited. Smart Mouth um, has been around for a good little while. They have a couple of local people, but they are out of Milwaukee, and it should be just a really fun show. So if you have your ticket, um, head on in and enjoy some live entertainment from Smartmouth eight to eleven.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. For anybody that hasn't been to eleven seventy five for live entertainment, it's uh you know, Ricky who owns the place, played in a band for years, so he set that up really catering to audiences and it's just a great place to see a live show. So that'll be really cool. And it'll be nice we can Dance. We can be next to each other. We can not have to be a million feet apart. It's uh, going to still start to feel like one of our Broncos select events like it always did.
3: We will definitely get to socialize, so that's exciting part. And with that, at 9 o'clock, we will be drawing our big winners then up on stage with the band. So
0: Awesome, awesome. So um, for more information, you'll be able to check the Bronco Select website. Um, I know that there is a flyer up for the Ham Slam on the website now, but uh, we will be posting additional information that will include that QR code that you can take a picture of for... Um, the silent auction. So Jess, uh, so your second year, every, everything goes smooth for you this year. Is it, was it, uh, I everything s- you dreamed it would be?
3: Absolutely. I'm <laughs> so lucky. All the people around me are just such good help. Um, I just, I can't ask for anything more. Anytime I ask anything of anyone around me, they're, they're quick to help.
0: So. Well, I'm, I'm joking a little bit. The board, uh, is indebted to you, uh, Corey Ashburn uh, kind of chaired that pick roast for years, and we really needed somebody that was qualified and capable to step up, and you certainly filled that role in huge ways, and we hope we have you for about 15 more years. So,
3: <laughs> Oh, boy, that's big shoes to fill. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, that's going to do it for uh, Jess Meyer. She's starting to shiver here, so we're going <laughs> to let her get out of here, and I know she's got places to be, but Jess, we really appreciate you coming by just to kind of preview this, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody on Saturday night.
3: Absolutely, me too. Thanks so much.
0: All right, we'll be back to wrap up the show on BSN with Scooter McBee in just a minute. Once again, the Broncos Select 2021 Ham Slam is this Saturday, May 22nd, 4 to 11 p.m. at 1175 Sports Park. Love to have you join us. Starting at 4 o'clock, we'll have appetizers. The silent auction bidding begins. Raffle basket ticket sales. Bingo, the 50-50 and more. And at 8 p.m. we have the band Smart Mouth starting. So please join us. You can view the online auction items starting Thursday night at broncoselect.com. For tickets, find your favorite Broncos Select player. And if you're still looking for volunteer time, contact Justin Lafrenia, broncoselect at gmail.com. All right, welcome back to BSing with Scooter McBee. It's now a scooterless Scooter McBee. Andy's taking the big chair for the rest of the show. You've moved in. It's toasty. You've moved up rolls already. I know, look at me go. Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be this cold out here. It's summer, it's May. I know, but I,
2: I think after this week, I think by the end of this week, we're supposed to get into uh, more summer weather, so that'll be good.
0: Yeah, I also saw more rain.
2: Eh, need yeah. some of that rain to... Water the grass over at Pete Morrisfield.
0: So are you going to be come on with Luke when we start doing uh, coaches at the Ham Slam?
2: I mean, I could definitely do that, or I'll just be one of the one of the panel members.
0: Do you mock but Luke on the field like you mock me on this show constantly?
2: No, I don't mock Luke. Luke's a really good coach. I really appreciate uh, what he brings to the table. So,
0: you saying I'm not a good podcaster?
2: You said it, not me. Okay. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> All right. Before we wrap this
2: up though, I, I just does a great job. I think this has been an interesting couple of years for her. Uh, she took this over uh, from Mr. Ashburn. but uh, I think what's interesting about the like last year coming into this year is this is a baseball organization. We're not a, a food processing organization. So I think uh, coming out of the Racine County Fairgrounds, I like think that was the big deal. Like they wanted all the, the health and safety protocols, which is totally understandable that's not something this organization's kind of like, like built that obviously. So I think she's done a really great job of pivoting. And also we've, as an organization, stayed flexible of getting parents involvement where they feel comfortable, but not forcing it so you can get involved, whether it be silent auctions to have that versatility. I think it's been really awesome. So kudos to her and the, that team. That yeah, it,
0: it, you couldn't said that better. I mean, it was a challenging thing. If if the pig roast had rolled and COVID never happened just to take over you know, Corey Ashburn did that for a number of years, and everything was kind of in place. But for her to have to pivot the way she did uh, last year, and, and with some help from the board, but um, and then to come back in and really start a new event from scratch, yeah, you're right. It's uh, She's done an amazing job, and I know she's got a great team with Brooke and Andrea and a number of other people that contribute And again, we can't thank the uh, parents on each team that contribute on the baskets and and volunteering at the event itself. And we just, overall, we hope everybody comes out and has a good time. And for those that listen to the podcast that aren't in Broncos Select, come out. It's a great opportunity to see what Broncos Select's all about um, from a not-on-the-field standpoint because it is more than just baseball and softball. And Um, You'll see some of the kids there, and and everybody has a a really good time. So we're looking forward to it. It's a great chance for us on the show here to sit down with the coaches and kind of let them talk about their seasons. Um, And then we're going to be previewing um, the direction of the show, which we've done about 100 times, and then we never take that direction. But uh, we've got ideas for the show. One thing I want to get into more is a weekly segment, that's not even directly a part of the show where one of us just comes on and reports scores from the the previous week. So it might be a 10-minute segment that people can pop on the website that we'll post, and it will just really um, highlight what the kids have done, which is really kind of what the intent of this show was from the start. So it'll get kind of back on the field with the show a little bit, but uh, we'll preview that a little bit more um, at the the, uh, Ham Slam good job. catch yourself. It's Amfam or Miller Park Ham Slam Pig Ross. That's that's what it is. Uh anything else going on with you or the team or I don't think so.
2: Uh, I have an embarrassing story if you want me to end in, end with that. Yeah.
0: We, speaking we, of that. Anything speaking of the Ham Slam? Anything we can do to embarrass you is good with me. So I can I can
2: feel for all the parents out there who have been been in the in the shoes of you get these these raffle tickets and uh I handed them out to like our our team. Um and you'd think that I would be able to keep track of my own tickets, which I didn't do. So everybody in Union Grove's probably been solicited or, or seen the the pull to buy them. So I'm probably out of luck with that, but I cannot find them anywhere in my house. What? Nope, they're gone. Literally gone. So I uh I called our
0: these are, are, right. these are sold or unsold tickets?
2: Not sold at all. I okay. mean, I, I have, at least I have that going for me because I, I, I didn't take any money for that. I didn't even, from the point that I brought them home that day to now, I, I've i been trying oh, to, to figure out. So I can't find them. So if, if it, I feel for you, all all the parents out there, and you're not alone when this stuff happens.
0: I'm making a prediction right now. You know that those tickets were laying in a gutter somewhere and somebody in Union Girl picked them up they're going to show up at the hand slam and they're going to win 1000 bucks <laughs> the unclaimed ticket like
2: i think the nice part about it is i believe the the president of the organization actually has the range of tickets of of who each coach got assigned to or uh player got assigned to so hopefully that doesn't happen i, I know i brought him home i i don't think that i don't think that's going to happen per se i i I'm working with him to potentially get us some replacements. Um, what I'm envisioning is that if I get the replacement, that I will f- then find them in my house, and then I'll have to give them back.
0: No, I'm calling it now. The the un- some random random some person. And, hey, but look, it, you're bringing more people to the organization, which is really what this is all about. Look at your look at your effort that you're putting in for the organization. <laughs> Oh, Lordy. Well, this will be fun, though. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll probably have some. I don't know if we may try to do live video in segments. I don't know if we'll do the whole thing, but uh, we're for sure going to uh, have the podcast there. It'll give us a chance to preview with the coaches and to just to mention Justin LaFrania, president of Bronco Select. He's probably going to be mad that he wasn't on the, the 2021 kickoff show here, but it will be all right. Uh, we'll definitely have him up to the stage uh, and a huge huge guest list of of famous people here in bronco select
2: that will be good i'm excited to see everybody back again so uh if you if you're on the fence about coming out definitely come out yeah looking forward to seeing everybody
0: great night so it's uh the bottle virus 420 day drought (laughs) non-hitting streak has ended and uh, we're back in business uh so happy to be back with you thanks for listening and uh we'll catch you next time on scooter McBee. The s Scooter McBee has been brought to you by Room Sports, Performance PC, and Bob's Mobile. To contact us, drop us a line at ScooterMcBee at gmail.com. You can find us at Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get yours. For more information, go to the Broncos Select Facebook page, the Broncos Select Parent Portal, and the Broncos Select website, broncoselect.com.